0: Good morning! Hello! Happy Monday. It sure is a Monday. Wow. I've missed you guys. I'm happy to be back. I feel like I'm like getting back on a bicycle, you know? Takes a little bit. I uh, touched up my roots in case you can't tell. I got my hair done. And by got my hair done, I mean I did it myself. Yes. Yes, I did. Because I'm a hairdresser. No, I'm not. But I learned, I spent eight years watching people slap bleach on my scalp, and I was like, there's, I gotta be able to do this myself. This is so fucking expensive. Anyway, hi. I was just scarfing down this like omelet, like egg bite thing that I made. I had very low expectations, but it was really good. Really good. Good morning from Texas. Going to vote after this because what if I die before <laughs> November 8th? It's too risky. You got to vote. Vote for Beto. Get out there. You get out there and you do it. High 70s. Yeah, in Minnesota, ugh, in Minnesota right now, it is like 68, which is, would be perfect. But the humidity is so high. I am like sweating. Yeah, but I have my, do you you guys have, have, do any of you have one of these? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Absolutely absurd. My doctor told me I need to be drinking at least one gallon of water a day. Okay. Let's see. Any other news? Oh, well, okay. So thank you for your patience with me. I know I wasn't here last week much. And I was on vacation right before that. I had a really bad week last week. We'll leave it at that. It wasn't good. I needed some time off. I also sometimes get in a rut with YouTube where I'm like, why am I doing this? And I lose sight of like the big why, you know what I mean? And so I needed to take a pause, regroup. Um, I posted yesterday in my Patreon. So if you're one of my Patreon supporters, you've already read this, but I needed to take a moment and regroup and kind of, like, figure out the direction of this channel. Not that anything's going to change drastically, okay? I don't want you to freak out, but just, like, you know, what videos do I want to be making? What actually matters to me and why am I making this YouTube to begin with? So, uh, one thing I'm going to be doing, and I'll announce some changes in the future. I'm still working out workshopping that stuff. One thing I will be changing is the... um Frequency with which I am doing these live streams, so I'm going to be switching to Mondays and Thursdays at 8:30 a.m. This starting this week. So today's Monday, we're here 8:30 a.m. Thursday, 8:30 a.m. live streaming. Okay. I was finding that these live streams were kind of cutting into my ability to do legal work, and I was like, okay, we got to like rebalance stuff. Okay. Um, Moira's here. She's she's snorting around right under me. Oh, also, Bubbles has entered the stage, so there might be some fighting soon and I might need to kick some kids out. Um, glad that your notification worked this time. Thank you for being here. So yeah, Mondays and Thursdays. And then because I was finding that there were some days where I was like doing this, but there wasn't a headline that I was like, Oh my God, I can't wait to tell them, you know? So I'm excited to have Mondays and Thursdays to like collect the headlines that I'm really excited about and feature the ones that I really want to be talking about. So, thank you! Thanks for joining! Thanks for being here! So that's the change for now. Um, uh, I don't know that there's going to be an edited video this week. I'm, Yeah, I've been taking care of myself and putting myself first, which means that my edited videos are kind of falling behind. But they'll get out. They'll get out by the end of the month. Um, so, that's kind of what's happening. Uh, and I'm going to also be taking a hiatus in December. That's the other thing that's happening. So I'm going to take December off. I'm not going to not be working. I just need December to like plan the new year. It's part of my kind of like, what am I doing here on YouTube? I need to, I need to be more, I want to be more thoughtful about it because I've lately been feeling like I'm just putting out videos for the sake of putting them out and I want to be more strategic. So I'm taking December off um, and y'all will be like celebrating holidays and stuff. So it doesn't matter. And then I'll be back in January, fresh as can be, ready to take on the new year. And I know it's fucking weird that we're already talking about 2023 and planning for it. But it's the end of October, y'all. Halloween is a week from today. Are you guys doing anything for Halloween? I'm having a Halloween party. Mm, It's going to be fun. You made it to a live show. Welcome. Welcome. All right. So let's... Now that that's out of the way, I suppose I should introduce myself if you're new here. My name's Ligia. I'm a real-life lawyer on a mission to demystify the law and how it affects your everyday life. I'm not unbiased, and I'm not a journalist, okay? I'm just your legal friend who does the law and likes to read the news and talk about the news with you. I read the news so that you don't have to, but you probably still should. Super chats and super stickers are enabled if you're watching on YouTube, anything you give to this channel greatly helps support it and the mission that I have of uh, demystifying the law, you know, so appreciated. All right. Oh, my gosh, your six-year-old is going to be a blood-covered kid (laughs) that is fucked up. I love it. Where's Waldo? Love it. Great. We love we love a Halloween moment. Do you ever have a live show where you answer viewer-specific questions? I mean, I answer questions during these lives kind of as we go along. Do you mean like personal questions, like a QA? I'd consider it. I'd consider it. All right. <clears throat> Let's jump into the headlines. Cause uh I feel like I got some I got some meat for you guys. Trump o'clock, trump o'clock, here we go. So I'm sorry, I'm eyeballing Moira before we jump into this. I am afraid she's gonna be a little shit. Moira, could you be nice? Could you just chill a little bit? Could you just be calm? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay, let's get into it. Let me. Well, where's my thing? There we go. There's a trial against the Trump organization in New York State Court, and it begins today. Okay, the organization is being charged with tax fraud, amongst other things. This is the culmination of three years of investigations by Manhattan prosecutors into Donald Trump. And it's not a case against Trump himself, let's be clear, it's against his organization which is the holding company for his buildings, uh, for golf courses, other assets, deal-making, whatever that means, etc. The changes allege that the organization, the Trump Org, through some of its top executives, allowed many top executives to avoid paying income taxes on compensation that they got above and beyond their paid salaries. So, like, if you're given a rent-free apartment in New York, which some of them were, or a luxury car, which some of them were, you still have to pay taxes on that. That's still considered income, in case you weren't aware. Some of the checks that are key in the case were signed by Trump himself. Checks that they're using as evidence, he signed them. But there wasn't enough evidence to charge him personally, and he is not expected to testify or attend the trial. The fine, if the Trump organization is found guilty and convicted would be over $1 million. And of course, Trump supporters, it's not going to sway them if the company's convicted. It's just part of the witch hunt, obviously. But there could be additional fallout for the organization itself because banks are not going to really want to loan money to a criminal convict, the Trump organization. And yes, entire companies can be found guilty of criminal acts. Obviously, you can't imprison a corporation, but you can fine them and slap them with other penalties. So they're saying also that New York City may use this potential conviction as justification for seeking to oust the company from running a city-owned golf course, which I didn't realize it did. Why are governments giving Trump contracts? I don't know, and I don't like it. I don't like it. Alan Weisselberg was also criminally charged. He was the Trump organization's former chief financial officer. He's already pled guilty, and he's expected to be the star witness for the prosecution in this case because of his extensive knowledge of the Trump organization. This guy's been around since old Donnie's dad Fred was in charge. Can you imagine dedicating 50 years of your life to the Trumps? Ew. Yikes, dude. So this trial is expected to last for four weeks after the jury is selected. And it could take a while to impanel the jury given the high profile nature of the case. So jury selection begins today and Lord knows how long it'll take before the opening arguments get underway. Okay. And I did want to clarify, this is a separate lawsuit from the New York City or the New York State Attorney General Letitia James's civil lawsuit. Okay, that was announced last month. That one is civil, not the criminal lawsuit that starts today against the Trump org. That's civil, and Donald Trump himself is a named defendant. That case claims that he misled banks and investors for years by lying about the value of his assets, and it seeks $250 million and a permanent ban on Trump doing business in the state of New York, which would be pretty cool. That case is still ongoing. There's a hearing on October 31st to discuss Letitia James' request for an independent monitor to oversee the Trump org's activities because she alleges that the company is trying to dodge penalties and they created a new entity called Trump Organization 2. And so she wants someone to go in there and keep an eye on them, basically. That hearing is set for October 31st. It's the beginning stages of this, so I'm sure there's going to be a lot more back and forth before we ever see a trial of any sort in this case. In other Trump lawsuit news, a magazine columnist named E. Jean Carroll brought a lawsuit against Trump saying that he SA'd her in the mid-90s in a department store dressing room, which is the most 90s thing I have ever heard of essayed by Donald Trump in a department store dressing room. Uh, To make light of the situation, I'm just saying. And that's not the only 90s reference we're going to have today, but more on that later. Anyway, he gave deposition testimony for that case last week. Unfortunately, we don't have access to anything, the tapes. We don't even know if it was taped or if it was just recorded or what so we don't know what happened. It's kind of a private because it's part of an ongoing lawsuit. This lawsuit is interesting, though, because it's not for SA. It's actually for defamation because the allegations came forward in 2019, and Trump denied any wrongdoing in 2019 when they surfaced. But because it's defamation... They have to prove whether or not the underlying allegation of the S.A. was true. So it's a roundabout way to get around statutes of limitations. All right. So the lawsuit is a defamation lawsuit, not an S.A. lawsuit. Also in New York, however, did I highlight this? Of course not. Of course not. That would have been too handy. Also in New York, lawmakers recently voted to give people a one-year window to bring civil lawsuits over old S.A. claims. And that window begins in April. Nope. Why did I type that? That window begins. I, as I was reading that, I was like, I know that's wrong. Why was I thinking April? That window begins in November. And Carol's attorney has indicated that she will be adding the underlying SA claim to the lawsuit once that window opens. So basically lawmakers were like the statutes of limitations on old SA cases were really short. We want to give you the opportunity to bring a civil case, not a criminal case, but a civil case related to old SA claims that you may have, but you only have a one year window to do so. Basically we're renewing your statute of limitations for one year. So if you're going to file a lawsuit, you're, you got to do it now. I didn't look into this, but I assume this is because recently New York State extended the limits, the statutes of limitations to be longer for claims related to SA. So they probably opened that window just to be like, y'all didn't get this longer statute of limitations. So here's an opportunity to be heard. All right. And then, of course, the Mar-a-Lago case still ongoing. There's a special grand jury in Georgia investigating his alleged attempt to influence state election officials. And on Friday, the January 6th committee issued a subpoena for Trump to testify. You love to see it. The walls be closing in. All right. Let me see some of your comments. Eugene Carroll did a great column for Elle. Good to know. Yeah, I haven't read any of her stuff. Let's see. Is one million even a lot of money to the Trump work? Yeah, probably not. I know, right? I think there's a probably a limit to the amount of damages that she could seek or that could be sought you know like it's usually written into the statute but yeah thank you for the super sticker why is Trump (laughs) a great question why is Trump why why is Trump couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. In other Trump news, yeah, we're still in Trump Trump territory, Trump clock. Marjorie Taylor Greene has claimed to be in talks to be Trump's future running mate. There's a very goofy picture here of her, but I don't see it. Um, I'm clearly speechless. I That seems to be an utterly unelectable ticket. Am I wrong? Like, there are so many Republicans who aren't in favor of Donald Trump, and even more who are like, yeah, Marjorie Taylor Greene is nuts. Isn't that going to alienate the entire party? I can't see that happening. I mean, I'm no Republican, so I don't really know what's going through their heads, but... So I guess if he wants to choose old Marjorie, he could, because seems like that would be unelectable. But Lord Almighty, have I been wrong about the politics of this country before? So (laughs) who knows? Just bonkers. Yeah, she does just say whatever she wants. So who actually knows if this is happening? Yeah, they might just do it anyway. They might just do it anyway. (laughs) Every every generation needs a demagogue to overcome. You know what? As they've been saying, I'm pretty sick of living in unprecedented times. Why why we got to be doing this still? Yeah, I mean, yeah, another reason not to vote for him. That will hopefully give more people more reasons not to vote for him, you know? But who knows? Who knows? Relatedly, okay. The elections in 15 days, the midterms, 15 days. Please vote. Remember that local elections matter too. There are many close contests for secretary of state. Secretary of State's in each state. Handles the election in each state. And there are secretaries of state who are running or potential secretaries of state who are election deniers, 2020 election deniers. And if they become secretaries of state, they could really fuck up our democracy. Probably for the long term. Okay. It's a tough political climate and there's voter disinterest. For the love of God, please have interest. Secretaries of state have never gotten more attention than now, yet Steve Simon is still introducing himself to the voters who elected him four years ago in Minnesota. That's where I live. The once-obscure offices have been on the front lines of politics for two years after then-President Trump tried to sway state election officers, okay? Democrats are sounding alarms and raking in the cash for this. And there's mounting evidence that voters are still not dialed in on a slate of these key battleground campaigns. There are several swing states that remain tight. For the being the top election official that is the secretary of state, including in Minnesota. Where the Democratic governor has a polling lead on the same statewide ticket as Simon. Mr. And Mrs. Minnesota are not getting up every day saying, gee, I wonder what's going on with the secretary of state's office right now. (laughs) That's right. I'm Mrs. Minnesota. And that isn't what I'm thinking. So I do think that someone running for this office generically, me or anyone else, every four years, you'd have to treat it as an exercise of introducing or reintroducing yourself. Okay, so we've got GOP nominees for secretary of state in states including Arizona, Michigan, Minnesota and Nevada that have questioned the legitimacy of the 2020 election. So you should vote no matter what. But if you were in those states, holy shit, do your research and vote. Do your research and vote. And there are close races in all of those states. And if these 2020 election deniers become secretaries of state, then your ability to vote, as ineffective as it feels now, will become even less effective. Please vote! Mm. In Minnesota, a recent survey from KSTP Survey USA had Simon and Republican Kim Crockett deadlocked. I hate it. I hate it. Okay. Please vote. Please vote. All right. Okay. Oh, yeah, you got Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. (laughs) What are we doing here? Okay. That's what I got. That's what I got there. Moving on. Moving on. Okay. Let me just give a trigger warning here. We're talking about George Floyd. We're talking about trials related to his death. Maybe just turn off the sound for the next few minutes if you don't want to hear that. Just wanted to give that little trigger warning because I lived here in 2020 in Minneapolis and it was awful. All right. Two officers here in Minneapolis who were involved in the death of George Floyd will go to trial today in state court. These guys. As a reminder, Derek Chauvin was already sentenced to 22 and a half years last year for his murder, for the murder of George Floyd. Derek Chauvin is appealing that conviction, even though he already pled guilty in federal court for violating Floyd's civil rights, and he received a 21 year prison sentence for that. And the federal sentence will run concurrently with the state sentence. The state sentence, 22 and a half years. Federal sentence, 21 years. So he's appealing the federal or the state conviction to try to get out a year earlier. I don't know. I'm sure there's more complexity to that. But why, you know? Anyway, the trial that begins today is against, oh, I don't know how to say his name, Tao Thao. Sorry, and J. Alexander Kang for aiding and abetting the murder. Video shows that Kang, this guy, knelt on Floyd's back during the encounter and Thao prevented bystanders from intervening. The two rejected plea deals that would have resulted in pleading guilty, but then only getting 36 months in prison. But they were like, no, I won't plead guilty. If found guilty, they could spend up to 12 years in prison. So they rejected three years in prison and pleading guilty so that they could go to trial and potentially be convicted and put in prison for 12 years. Okay. This is on top of the fact that they were already found guilty in federal court back in July with Tao Fao sentenced to serve 42 months in federal prison and Kang sentenced for 36 months. They were both found guilty of depriving Floyd of his constitutional right to be free from an officer's unreasonable force. The officer that was doing unreasonable force was Chauvin, but the allegation was that each of these two men willfully failed to intervene to stop Chauvin's use of unreasonable force. There's a third officer, or I guess a fourth officer, Thomas Lane. He was sentenced to three years in prison after pleading guilty in state court for aiding and abetting manslaughter. He held Floyd's legs down during the encounter. And he was already also found guilty of violating Floyd's civil rights in federal charges earlier this year. A mess, okay? And, like, obviously, the police killing of black bodies is, like... Perfect. We all know that. But also let's talk about the economic fallout. Secondary issue, but still a thing. Um, It's been two and a half years since the murder. And this trial that starts today is one of many trials related to George Floyd's murder, which have cost taxpayers both on the federal level and locally an absolutely absurd amount of money. You could say the cops just don't really make economic sense when you think about it. I'm no finance, bro, but if you really think about it, it doesn't really make economic sense. That's right. Oh, you can't really see it. Dump them. Sentences are way too short. Yeah, with aiding and abetting, you're, you're probably going to have sentences that feel shorter than you would want. Cops, very high maintenance. Very high maintenance. Bad at controlling their emotions. They just get too emotional. And there really isn't any justice here. This is the thing. This is, I think, a really important lesson to learn, not to be like preachy, but this was an important lesson I learned in law school while watching the criminal justice system unfold before my eyes in court frequently. There were the there were like when I worked at the U.S. Attorney's Office in Boston, I was working in the criminal division. So I was going to trial, not me. I wasn't doing anything. I was watching a lot of trials and a lot of sentencings and a lot of convictions and whatnot. And I would read all the documents because I had access to like the complaint and all of the documents and all of the work that the prosecutors have been doing and all of the absolutely horrific shit that these people had been found guilty of. And you go to the sentencing hearing where the judge is going to tell them you're going to go to prison for X amount of years. You go to the sentencing hearing thinking that you're going to see this monster, that they're going to be really easy to hate, that they're going to be bigger than life awful, and that when the sentence comes down, you're going to feel like, yes, this person deserves this, and I'm glad that this happened, and this is closure, and this is the answer. That's not what you get when you go to a sentencing hearing, when you've read all the documents, when you know the horrible shit that these people have done. That's not what you get. You get, like, profound sadness because you know that this person's going to prison, and there's probably not a chance that they're going to be reformed. This person that you have built up to be this horrible, awful monster turns out is just a human being who did monstrous things, but is just a human. It's just this like profound human sadness that this human being was capable of doing these awful, awful things. And now we're punishing them but it doesn't undo the awful things and it doesn't really make it better and it's just this like really awful feeling when you realize that and you see it in action like oh some things are just really fucking awful and there's nothing you can really do to make it less awful so no amount of prison sentence even a death sentence doesn't undo it And I think death sentences make it more awful because it's just then allowing the state to murder humans, which just adds to the awful pile. And it's, yeah, it's a justice system, but unfortunately with crime and murder and the reality of human existence, it's it's hard, if not impossible, to really feel like any justice is actually like served because you can't undo it. Yeah, profound sadness. That's kind of that's it. That's it. So, so, that got existential. So, thanks for being here for that. Um, we'll move on to a slightly less existential thing. Uh Britain. <laughs> Great Britain. Um, We all know Liz Truss, prime minister for six weeks, (laughs) stepped down. I saw a tweet or something that was like, Liz Truss was outlasted by the lettuce in my fridge or something. Anyway, she stepped down after six weeks. We all know it. This week, the Conservative Party will select a new prime minister. In fact, they could choose him, them. I said him. It's probably him. Let's be real. Them. Um, As early as today. There were whispers that old Boris Johnson would be back, uh, but he's pulled out of the race. So his former finance minister, Rishi Sunak, this guy, is now the favorite to be the next prime minister of England. While he was running against Liz Truss, he warned about inflation and said that her economic plan, which if you didn't know, included incredibly large tax cuts for the rich while also increasing spending. He called it a fairy tale. And then we all saw how that ended. Or if you didn't, uh, it ended with economic chaos in Britain, a pullback of the plan, and ultimately to Liz Truss's resignation because it doesn't make sense to cut taxes while also increasing spending. It doesn't make sense. So this guy, probably going to be the next prime minister of England, will be announced at some point this week. Oh, he has. (gasps) Did I miss it? Let me Google it. This is what happens. The. Oh, yeah. 16 minutes ago. Bada bing. Rishi Sunak set to be UK's. Oh. Oh. CNN. Oh. Britain's Therm. Okay. Yeah. He's the prime minister. Sorry. It's updating like as we speak. Breaking news. Breaking news. Rishi Sunak is Britain's third prime minister in seven weeks. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Now we know. Thanks for the update. Thanks for the update. He's not much better than (laughs) Truss or Bojo. (laughs) I've never heard referred to as Bojo. (laughs) But I love it. Probably not the best pioneer in terms of South Asian political representation. It's big, but also he's conservative. Yeah. He's just as bad. Okay. Good to know. Yeah, I haven't I haven't looked into his politics, but now you know. That's what's happened. So that's in Great Britain. Uh coming back stateside. Cardi B. Cardi B won her latest trial, and I know. uh, Which one, Leija? Yeah, she's had a lot recently. This one that she just won was about cover art on her first album. The album is called Gangsta Bitch Music Volume 1, which is an iconic title. I cannot show the cover art because I will be demonetized. Basically, the lawsuit alleges that the cover art took the tattoo off of one man's back. This man was like a tattoo model, so his picture was everywhere. They took his tattoo, slapped it on a different guy's back. And the guy who with the tattoo sued, saying that she used his likeness. And the other man that they slapped the tattoo on, of, on top of for the cover art, he's in a rather compromised position. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. Okay. So the guy with the tattoo was mad. This album was her first album. It came out back in like 2016. So this case has been going on for a long time. This man was seeking $5 million in damages and he lost, which sucks because I don't think he's particularly wealthy and this lawsuit has been going on for years. So it must have cost a pretty penny. And for Cardi B, it was probably a drop in the bucket. Probably just a drop in the bucket. So moral of the story, I guess, was uh, don't sue Cardi B unless you have a lot of money or a slam dunk case. Um, I made a whole video on all of the legal woes of Cardi B. So if you want more detail on this lawsuit and what it was about and etc., it's in my Cardi B video. Just, just look it up. Look it up. Okay. And then we're moving to consumption corner. Uh, first of all, Matthew Perry has written Matthew Perry of Friends fame he's written a memoir on addiction if you grew up in the 90s and early 2000s he has a special Chandler shaped place in your heart um I honestly don't really have much to say about it other than I just wanted to pull up this really weird picture that the New York Times posted of him what like what is happening what what is this what is what is happening here It was just such an absurd picture that I was like, well, let's, uh, I'm going to show it to him. (laughs) I'm going to show it to him. Um, Also, the book is called Friends, Lovers and the Big Terrible Thing. There's no Oxford comma, and that really infuriates me. I'm not, like, a grammar stickler by any means, but something about the Oxford comma, when it's not there, it looks sloppy, and I hate it. Anyway, Friends Lovers and the Big Terrible Thing, he talks about sobriety. Apparently, sobriety, mortality, colostomy bags, and pickleball. So hopefully the book is as weird and entertaining as this photo of him is. My only other, we're we're in consumption corner, basically. My only other piece of consumption corner news is that there's a new Taylor Swift album. It's called Midnights, and apparently it broke Spotify's record for most streamed album in a single day. My dark confession is that I don't really care about Taylor Swift, and I often change the station when she comes on the radio. <laughs> if I'm being honest. I did make a video about her and the legal stuff, and I didn't say that I didn't care in that video because I was afraid people would get mad at me, but I'm sick of hiding in the shadows. I don't like Taylor Swift. (laughs) I'm sure she's fine as a person. I don't like her music. But yeah, you know, get the bag. I hear she's like great to her fans. Whatever. I just, I truly don't care. Yeah, she's fine. She's fine. But not for me. I couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. Yeah, if you like Jersey Teen, I think I also missed the Taylor Swift teen boat because when I was 16, I thought I was really too cool for school. I only listened to either vinyl or the local indie radio station, and I thought anything else was absolute trash that I was too good for. I would sit at home and burn incense and listen to records by myself thinking I was too good for everything else. And then I went to college and, and there were a lot of dance parties and house parties at college. And I realized like, oh yeah, Lady Gaga and Beyonce are like pretty sick. Cause this was like 2010. This was like height of Lady Gaga, Beyonce coming up, you know, when I started college, but in high school, like 28, 2008, 28, 2008, 2006 to 2010, I was I was down for the count when it came to popular music. I thought I was way too good for it. So I really missed the boat on the Taylor Swift fandom. And now I uh, have never been interested. And I wasn't interested even when I was in college. That's right. Oh, I was edgy. I went. I had an emo phase in my early teens. My Chemical Romance continues to be one of my favorite bands. I wore a lot of eyeliner. I saw MCR in concert when I was 12, I think, 13. Hmm. Yes, mid-2000s was peak emo, peak emo. Yeah, as they should, but I definitely said that over and over and over again as well. (laughs) Um, I don't know what this song is. I don't really listen to this stuff. Sorry. Sorry. Anyway, that's all I have. It's 9, 10 a.m., you guys. We have to go to work. We have to do work now. (laughs) God. Please remember to hydrate. Happy Monday. As I said, if you missed at the beginning... I am uh, stepping back from live streaming every single day, and I'm going to be doing live streams on Mondays and Thursdays. Say it with me. Mondays and Thursdays at 8.30 a.m. so that I can, like, aggregate the headlines. We can talk about the big hitters. And I will have more time to, like, do law work and stuff on the other days because my schedule is overpacked and I'm exhausted. All right. Okay. See you on Mondays and Thursdays. See you on Thursday. Today is Monday. God. Do you hear those sirens? It's the police. Seems like an economic waste. Okay. Uh, See you on Thursday, 830 a.m., Be there, be square. Thanks for being here. Uh, Don't forget to support this channel if you can through chat, super stickers, buying merch. This is my merch. It says dump him. It's a crop hoodie. I can't show you the crop because I would get demonetized. And Let's see. uh, Joining here on YouTube or joining my Patreon community, links are all below. Thanks so much for being here. I hope that you have a great... Monday, or at least a Monday that isn't awful. And I'll see you Thursday morning at 8.30 AM. Okay. Love you. Bye.